Iraq, El Jefe, Mr. Glass Half Full, The Revival. Y'all know what this is. Peace and blessings. It is your boy, Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes. And welcome to New York Revival, where it's not just sports, it's entertainment. And I'm here with my brother, man. You guys know who this is. And that's Mr. Glass Half Full. And that's Spee if you nasty. Now. Let's go. Let's go, people. <laughs> and shout out to my brother, El Jefe. Unfortunately, could not be here today. He's a little bit under the weather. Super Bowl moves, man. When you start seeing people around there, you get a little bit under the weather. So is me, man. A little under the weather as well. Yeah, I feel you. I'm rocking with you guys. Hopefully, the energy's here for you guys. But we got a special guest, of course, later on today. But first, first, let's go around the room. Spee, how was your weekend, brother? What's going on with you? Cheers. Weekend, hey, cheers, cheers. Well, glad to be back. It's another Tuesday. Um, what's up, chat? See you all out there. Um, yeah, no, weekend was good, man. Uh, how the had... hell did I forget, Spee? I'm sorry. Shout out to you, yes, you the revivalist yeah. in the chat. Yeah, please hit that thumbs up, share, and subscribe. We do appreciate all the support. As you see, guys, I am under the weather. Forgive me, man. I will never forget <laughs> that again. Forgive hey, me. Hey, no, no, no. We all make mistakes. It's it's Thank you, we're still a little hungover from the Super Bowl, right? It's you know, Ooh. yesterday was they, they say the most unproductive day of the year. It, you know, today's yeah. theoretically the second most unproductive day of the year. So uh uh no, it was it was good, man. Um weekend we had a 40th birthday party. We had uh the yeah, day before Super Bowl. So while we were supposed to have some people over, you know, things things got out of hand a little bit the night before. So, of course, we're like, hey, you know what? We're not feeling too good. Everybody just stay home. We chilled out. Uh, then we got then we got snow today, man. Snow today. Yeah. It kind of kicked, kicked our asses uh, up in, in North Jersey. So, um, I don't know, man. How about you? How was your weekend? Did you get to watch the Super Bowl at all? Oh, uh, man, unfortunately, man, I worked, man. You know, I was yeah. out and about, but I was able to see Usher, man, come in and do his thing. You know Usher. what I'm saying? On the Usher. way, I was listening, doing what I got to do. So I was able to see the Usher halftime, able to see the second half, man. What a game. Um, I'm going to kind of give it a little bit of limes, too, Speed. I'm going to throw this out there. Let's see how many, you know, what limes we can give this game because I got a little mixed emotions on it. But other than that, man, got some snow, got the shovels, my driveway, every every which way is possible. And uh, you know, man, I'm just sure. chilling. I'm just chilling, baby. I'm just chilling. I'm here. Yo, with you. you know what I'm saying? We're here. We're here now. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Speed, because Super Bowl, obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, man, uh, versus the San Francisco 49ers. First, I wanted before I dive into what the notes is, of course, I do this every week. I kind of just throw something at you, but I just want to give you how many limes of excitement. One to five. How many limes of excitement would you give this Super Bowl? And Speed, I'll go first. I I I'll knock this out the way. To me, I didn't think this Super Bowl was kind of eventful. Like, you know, Ooh. when you look at other Super Bowls, like as far as like the Giants and when you look at other Patriots where they came back from the Falcons and scored a million points to win that game, mm. it wasn't as eventful as that. You know what I mean? Like, it was a good game. I thought it was cool. It was very evenly matched. It was very boring until kind of the fourth quarter hit. But um, overall, I was just like, yeah. I'll get this about three limes, man. So, you know, you guys know what this is, man. We're going to get three a limes. A bit of lime for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man? I, three limes. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, I could see how people were turned off by it. Me, personally, I felt like it was two very good defensive teams going at it for a long time. Like, you know, we had Spags in his bag. You know, the whole game, he kept a, a very – not the whole game, the whole season. Shout out to Spags, man. He Shout has out. got he oh. had that defense playing so good all year long. It's one of the main reasons they won the Super Bowl. I know Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, you know, that all that noise, he's gonna get the accolades. But that Chiefs defense had San Francisco in hell for most of the game, dude. And shout out to San Francisco's defense. They were pressuring Mahomes, they were they were toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Wilkins was in his bag too. It was a good fight, and then right at the end of the game, you know. Offense start you know, figuring it out. You know, Patrick Mahomes yep. always yep. you can only keep Patty Mahomes down for so long. You yep. know, and then yep. the end of the game, it was kind of I guess I don't know if this is a good or bad. Went to overtime, obviously awesome. But then the end was like everybody kind of was like confused, especially like me and my wife were watching the game. We're like, wait, is that game over? <laughs> and it seemed like it, it seemed like San Francisco I was like, wait, that's game over too. So, Shanny, not the best look for that coaching staff and Shanny, man, no. not having his team no. prepared. Um, no. 
Andy Reid. Hey, I knew the new rules. I knew yeah. it. I was like, yo, the other team got to get a possession, a touchdown. Uh, right. If you knew it, it, it how did it. nobody on that fucking sideline coach that no up even prior to the game? Bullshit. That, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Huge, Don't make an excuse. Bro. Go get better. You know, to me, that's an excuse. You're a professional coach in the NFL. If you don't know the rules and able to take advantage of the rules, kind of like a Belichick type of thing, then what the hell are you at this high level for? You know what I mean? Like oh, the fans, you can never tell me now the fans don't know what the hell they're talking about, right? Because we all knew the rule. I did. I was like, okay, they, they got to get a possession to score in the, yeah. in the, in the, in the playoffs. It's just what it is. I, I, again, I don't know. Shout out to Kyle. I, gotta do I gotta be honest. Gotta do better. My wife caught me sleeping because I, I, I looked at the rules. When yeah. they came up and they announced it right before overtime, and I right. just like, oh, I, I, it's the same rules. I didn't even really pay attention to what they were saying. I was on my phone, and the the, the overtime was going on. My wife's like, oh, you know, they'll have another chance after even if they score a touchdown. I was like, no, the game's over. She's like, no, these are the new rules just for the Super Bowl. I was like, you're you're lying. You're fucking lying. Shut up. And, and lo and behold, man. I was as, as dumbfounded as San Francisco sideline man. So it was kind of anticlimactic at the end. Whereas, like, they scored, game over, just hit you, bang, bang. You didn't even realize how much was invested in that last play because there was a confusion. Um, but all in all, I'll give it – I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four lines because oh. I'm a defensive guy. Defensive guy, and Patty Mahomes is now created a dynasty. So that I, I look a big picture. So four lines for this guy. I don't know what you think. But, uh, chat, get in there. You tell me what you think, too. Um, I don't know, but listen, when it comes down to it, dude, let me say this, B. Let yeah, me say this, Patty B. Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT at this point? Oh. I've seen online, everybody's like, mm. Patrick Mahomes is a GOAT. He's a GOAT. That's it. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. What is your thoughts on it, brother? Yeah, I, I so I've been I've been saying this before he won the Super Bowl. I I for my for my football knowledge and football watching for over, you know, however long it is, I'm not gonna say my age here. I'm not gonna give out my age, but uh I'm not, <laughs> I uh, I seen a lot of good quarterbacks in my opinion, and for my money, uh, the combination of everything that Patrick Mahomes has—he's clutch, he's talented, he he he, he can run, he can throw, he can make everything on the field. For my money, what he's done so far is at the age of only fucking twenty-eight, with with that many Super Bowl appearances, uh, MVPs, uh, wins, appearances, what he's done in his career so far. He didn't have any weapons this year other than Kelsey, and he fucking dragged that offense and that good defense. I, we've talked about it. Right, um, right. Just impressive fucking work by the GOAT, in my opinion, man. He's he's more talented than Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady has the seven rings, but, you know, that was at the end of a 40-plus-year-old career uh, at the end of the day. I think, to me, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how many rings, per se, like, like – he, Patty Mahomes can finish with five rings, and I would still put him above. He doesn't win. He doesn't need to win seven rings to beat Tom Brady in my in my book, because that rings are, are a team thing. Rings rings are a team thing too, and Tom Brady, for as good as he is, you know, he was on a lot of good teams too at the beginning of his career. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, for my money, talent, um, clutchness, uh, everything that, that, that a quarterback is, he is the best I've ever seen. The best I've ever seen. Tom Brady clutch, but not in the he, he, I would even, I mean, talent wise, I always said Peyton Manning was more talented than Tom Brady. Not as clutch, but more talented. I think uh Patty Mahomes is a combination of both. <laughs> like that that's my opinion. I'll tell you this, man, and I'll try to make this quick as possible, man. You can't discount the hardware as Tom Brady has, right? Not only that, you gotta understand that you, you're talking about armed level, I mean arm talent and etc. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes probably have better arm arm talent than uh, Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was actually in there, didn't he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Didn't he beat Patrick Mahomes a couple times, I should say? Uh, count it? So yeah, it's it's a it's a fact. It's a fact. Even 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 Mahomes said it himself. So well, he can't be the GOAT because the GOAT beat him, he said. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that debate is had. Once the careers are all said and done, let's see how it goes. Because everybody's talking about pace, right? But unfortunately, in a race, someone can actually lose momentum in a race. So that pace can actually sure. dwindle down. Not saying Patrick Mahomes is going to, but you got to understand that the pace can slow down. The team, oh, for sure. I don't expect the, to win every year. Right, yeah. Eventually, the NFL can catch up to this team. Eventually, 
right? And then yeah. they'll figure them out, and then you'll go, damn, what happened to Pat? Maybe he got a couple more. I think he'll win five in total. But to actually okay. get to seven Super Bowls and actually win them, I don't think he's going to be able to accomplish that goal Tom Brady did. Tom Brady did that thing at 44, 45 years old, too. And I'm sure right. Pat Mahomes will be going through that, you know, probably playing to that age as well. But to discount what Tom Brady has put on the field, don't forget, he was a six-round pick, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. This guy was warming the bench for a while until Drew Bledsoe got hurt. So the storyline and et cetera, how they just poo-pooed on Tom Brady throughout his career and then to become this wonderful, extravagant quarterback that we've seen when his career was done, it's hard for me to say that he is not the GOAT. I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time just because of the journey and et cetera, and you can't discount the hardware, period. And when it mattered, he did beat Patrick Mahomes. So even Mahomes mm. said, like, yo, I got to humbly step to the side, man. That's That's the GOAT. That's the goal. Now, yeah. is Tom is is Patrick Mahomes going to be that special type of quarterback, Mount Rushmore? Yeah, you can debate that. Absolutely, you can. But as far as like the greatest of what I've seen of what he's able to contribute to a team, etc., to me, it's Tom Brady, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan. But that's mm. just what it is for me. You know what I mean? Tom Brady is the greatest of all time for me. Okay, so is there um so is it all about hardware for you? Because like, what if what if? Yeah, because what's the greatest debate? What's the greatest debate when you talk about LeBron and Jordan? I don't. LeBron, yeah. Le, Jordan, Jordan got six rings and never lost in the finals. LeBron got what? Five? Lost a few finals? Eight. Or whatever Brady's, the case is. Brady's lost two. And here's the thing, though. But that's one of the. He still got that one up, Jordan. Like Jordan's the greatest of all time, period. I don't care what LeBron does statistical wise to try to beat or beat yeah, right. Jordan. I just think that as far as killer instincts, et cetera, Tom Brady has that Michael Jordan in him. So what does he have that Patrick Mahomes Mahomes doesn't have? What does he have that? What does Tom Brady have that Patrick Mahomes doesn't? I want nothing. That's the thing. They both have that killer instinct. Exactly. Yeah, he's done it all already. And and I feel that. But for me, again, you're looking at that six round pick, that journey, etc. This guy wasn't even. Don't forget, Mahomes is a first round pick. You know what I mean? So he was destined to do something this great. But when it comes to Tom Brady, he well, wasn't we seen, to do that. We he was just a six-round quarterback that just we've, – We've seen first-round picks that have not panned out. True. <laughs> and, but, but, not only, but not only that per se, he also did it on a whole other team when you even thought it was coaching. You know what I mean? So yeah. Tom Brady still went to Tampa Bay, which they had a few players that they had to put around him in order to make it work. But still, he did it and put it at that highest level at 44, 45 years old. Mm. So you you can't yeah. tell me that's not the GOAT, right? Like, so, this guy was beating father time. So that's yeah. why I said give Pat Mahomes – wait till it's all said and done because we don't know how what age Pat Mahomes is going to play. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? I th- wait yeah. till it's all said and done. But to call him the GOAT right now, no. Can he potentially be the greatest of all time? Sure, he definitely yeah. can. But as of right now, everybody's labeling him as the GOAT. Heck no! Stop. I don't think everybody is. Right, let's let's be fair. I, I I I think I think what it is is from from the at this point in their careers, Tom Brady he's already beating Tom Brady in almost every category statistically at the age twenty eight. He's only turning twenty nine in next next season. This guy has, if you think about it, at least five plus more years, and like he could have the down years and like. So, in my opinion, I, I, for me, I know it, hardware matters, but like the only thing keeping Mahomes back right now for the hardware debate is he's just only twenty nine. <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, I, I just don't think any, I don't see anything um, that's going to keep, barring injury, obviously. Knock on wood. You know, injuries aside, I, 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 I it's almost inevitable. It's like fucking end game. You know, like. It's like he is inevitable. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to fucking find a way. The pace is there, and and I respect the pace. But, again, I just cannot give him that label this No, that's fair. That's fair. Definitely. I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun 100%. You look on the X tap, and I'm like, and, you know, and I put out, and I'm like, yo, man, like, it's hard for me to say Tom Brady's the GOAT. And everybody was in my comments. I had to to shut my comments off because I'm like, what am I missing here? Am I missing something? Is it is it a different type of perspective to people looking at that? Mm. No, he just cannot be at this present time. It's not his career isn't done. So is you if he I mean? wins he's six rings, he's chasing it, that. If he he's wins six rings, that. though, is he do you do you would you give him the nod? If his stats are so so he has to win seven. It, like everything. 
for me for me to say for me to say all right six because I don't know again we're just guesstimating you know what I mean mm. I, I still I, I I don't know I don't know what his totality totality is as far as yeah. statistical I don't know if it's it's you know I, I just like there's so many factors just to say all right if he has six he's the greatest well, of all time. he's gonna shatter I'm he's gonna shatter at, all of Tom Brady's like statistics hands down he will he yeah, will yeah, but at the just, same time and token I know what Tom Brady is at the end and I know what's behind him. So okay. I can't be like, well, well, if he won six, sure. No, right now I can only compare the two. Right now, they're Fair not enough. even close to me. Okay, like it, it, it can get there, but they're not close okay. to me. Right as of right okay. now, no. I think I think Pat Mahomes is that LeBron, that that number two guy was like, oh, bona fide Hall of Famer. The guy's gonna be the one of the greats, but the greatest of all times as far as quarterback wise. I look at Tom Brady and I go, man, the leadership, etc. That this guy had it. You know what I mean? Mm. Mahomes, you can see it. You can see it. But it's just way too soon to give him the greatest of all times title at this That's point. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of well, before we get to another quarterback, and, and, and then we'll, we'll move on real quick after yeah. this, but uh, we have a super chat. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's going on? All right, my sound Round of applause in honor of Valentine's Day tomorrow. Which New York Giant player from past or present would you want as your wingman? So, K Bomb uh, lost Thibodeau for me. Baby. Okay, okay, K Bomb, smooth operator. Smooth operator, okay. okay. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. It's a pretty good. You know, what? I'm gonna go with our our good friend Tiki. Man, Tiki is a very well spoken, just chill. Like he also could get down and drink with you. Like Tiki, Tiki let me take is, that back. We know Tiki personally. That guy's Tiki's a freaking amazing. That's Tiki's our guy right there. Shout right. out Tiki, man. I yeah. mean, he goes, he yeah. No, no, no. That's it. That's all I gotta say about that. I want that man by my side. Um number Yeah, I gotta take Tiki. Like he he'll use all these big fancy words for us, you know what I mean? Right, and right. He he's, he's stupendously Exactly. Jesus this is the kind of every gentleman. And I'm like, hey, I don't even know these words, TJ. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the company you, I hold. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. That's our brother. Yeah, right there, man. man. Good friend of the shows. But let me go with this with the other quarterback, man, on the other side yeah. of the ball, the 49ers. One thing that was definitely controversial, I guess, from Cam Newton. Shout out to Cam Newton, man. Um, he was saying that the whole time during his playoff run that Brock Purdy is a game manager at this point. Mm. And let me ask you this, B. Do you agree with that? Because looking at Brock Purdy and how he played that game, yes, he was in the MVP conversation, etc. But the eye test don't lie. One of the better rosters in the league couldn't beat that quarterback. So when you look at Brock Purdy, is he that game manager that Cam Newton actually said he is? And no, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that Brock Purdy is a, a very he's a solid solid quarterback, especially given like you were talking about Tom Brady and his. His journey, you know, look mm -hmm. at Brock Purdy's journey, man. Like that that yeah. guy, he is um he's on the better half of a game manager. You know, he he he's not a guy that's he's not like a Trent Dilfer along for the ride only kind of guy. He can process fast, like he can throw the ball around, he moves the offense, he keeps it rolling. But yeah, he's he's in a very good to great game manager. I don't think he's like you put him on like uh, another team, I don't think he's gonna look as well. Um, you know, in a, in a lesser talented offense or with one of the best game uh, play callers in the league as his, as his head coach. Um, again, solid player, very solid player. There's a, there's a, there's a starting spot for those kind of players across the league. Mind you, he, like, he could still be good. He just wouldn't be in the, and you even said yourself, uh, I think one of your tweets, I can't believe Brock Purdy was in a conversation with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I am in, in no, no way would I, consider uh, Brady even close to top uh Purdy close to top five he doesn't he doesn't reach that status for me he's not a game changer he's not elite um you know he's in the back half of the top 10 for me you know um and that's even cracking it and that's you know yeah, again, yeah. leading leading a very good offense so game manager very good game manager and there's no shame in that especially where he was picked listen let me tell you this man as far as Brock Purdy man I think Cam Newton was right you know what I mean like you you can see him not take over the game but he can help the people around him because when you see Debo get hurt and he couldn't run those routes and which that's his safety blanket uh and guess what they did take away George Kittles you know what I mean and, and then you go oh yeah okay he he can't be that Lamar-esque he cannot be that Pat Mahomes not that they need him to right. but can he be a Joe Burrow no 
Can he mm-hmm. be like, like there's so many people we can name? Josh Allen. No. Yes. Like we can keep going throughout the roster, and then you'll find mm-hmm. Brock Purdy within that 10 or 11 range. Can he be a Dak Prescott? If Dak Prescott's on San Francisco, you could go, huh, maybe Dak can make something happen with his right. legs, maybe. You know what I mean? But Brock, Brock couldn't take over that game, unfortunately, no. to win it. So as as you're looking at that, as is he a game manager? Brock Purdy's 100% a game manager. I don't think Cam Newton was wrong at all for giving that analysis. Because even when you looked at Cam Newton in his prime, Cam Newton in his prime took over a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Because mm-hmm. what, what do we say about Cam Newton? He was kind of like Lamar Jackson. He had, his arm was good. He's not a pocket passer. He's going to run, right? So that, that's just what it is. But Cam Newton at that height of his career, Super Bowl, MVP, except this guy was throwing, running, doing everything yeah. of the kind yeah. to make it happen. Brock Purdy was in that pocket. Ran when he, he doesn't have an elite. He doesn't have any elite traits. Like, no, he's he just good. doesn't. He's a very like, good you know processor. That, that's, that's all that is. It's like, yeah. hey, throw it here. Throw to your option here. Yeah. That's not open. Yeah. Throw it to here. Like He's yeah. very, very coachable. That's yes. pretty much it. Yes. But his, the, yes. the people around him is what makes him good. You know what I mean? But again, when when and shout out to Steve Spagnolo when he took all those people away, what can Brock Purdy do? Well, speaking of which, Shanahan should have probably ran the ball with his all-pro fucking running back a little bit later in that game. Just saying, huh? Just saying. I might have won the game. Might have won the game for him. Instead, he put it in Purdy's hands, and it turned out terrible. And and for Shanny, man, imagine that he lost twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl as, as an offensive coordinator to Tom Brady. Yeah. Then Mahomes. Late in that, that that four years ago, and then Mahomes again had the lead, double digit leads in each game, and he did it. He came away zero for three, man. I uh, at some point, the, the point, man. The, point the, the the pointing has to come back at you a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. A little bit of blame, and I love Shanahan. I think he's one of the best minds in the game, but you can't go zero for three in that situation. You can't. You can't. Listen, here's the thing. He'll he'll get back there. It's just a matter of you know. Can he learn from it and get better? And and I I think they I have wonder to get, when those, they, what, how long is it gonna take though? How long do you stick with the guy? Andy Reid got fired from Philadelphia, right? For that same I'm, thing, he couldn't get honest. over the hump. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, man. It, it, speed that's another that's another topic in the conversation. But Maybe right. if Dable doesn't have a good right. year and Shady doesn't have a good year this year, <laughs> it could happen. Back. It could come to New York. It could happen. No. The way they hire in Titans personnel, we might freaking get Vabro Vabro. I'm sorry from, from Vabro. Yeah, 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 Vabro, yeah, yeah. wherever. Might get him the way they keep hiring Titans, but that let's move on, speakers. Move. I know we got a yeah. yeah, I know we got a, a bunch of topics here before our guest comes in. But uh, the Usher halftime show, how many limes yes. would you give it, Speed? Oh, all the limes, all the fucking limes, bro. I, I, I throw, 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 throw all the limes out. Um, I fucking first of all, I'm a huge Usher fan going into it. He met my expectations and even slightly exceeded them. Like he just played all the hits, fantastic performer. Just had great guests out. Everything was timed perfectly. Nothing was too much. Nothing was too little. Like, I don't know, man. I, I thought it was aces. Like, he literally fucking aced it. Like, I don't know how you could do much better. And again, I seen the Michael Jacksons and the fucking uh, uh, Princes. And he's up there with them. He's up there oh, with yeah. one of the best, best of all time, in my opinion. That I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, what about I, you? You know, I guess we have to scale in limes. If it's a five, that's great. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it infinity stones. I'm going to give it everything. <laughs> Huge fan of Usher, man. Loved it. Yes. Not only that, I don't think people understood the Easter eggs that was in there. He was paying homage to the yes. past Super Bowls. The one glove, Michael Jackson, him taking off his shirt was homage to Janet Jackson mm-hmm. with the wardrobe malfunction. The, uh, the, the the empty drummer seat was in honor to his drummer. So, so many Easter eggs in there that people didn't even catch on, which yep. made it even more of a special show. Not only that, her came out and played the guitar in honor of Prince. That was just crazy. Like, it was just Luda came out. Luda, Luda came in. Like, <laughs> little John was there. You know what I mean? Some dude got thrown <laughs> in the air and fell. I, I hope that dude is all right, man. But yeah. that dude got thrown <laughs> in the air. And I don't know if he landed good if you go, if you go watch oh. that play. And, but I go watch the playback. But I'll tell you this, man. It was absolutely amazing. I thought the halftime show was what it needed because it's been lacking for that for so many years. Was so, just that, like when you looked at Rihanna's, you know, last performance, you know, she was pregnant, unfortunately, but it wasn't like, oh man, we didn't get to get that 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 full right. Rihanna that we expect. Right. You know what I mean? Vintage. But when you yes. when you see that this usher, man, I'm just like, yo, who's gonna top that now? 
You know what I mean? Who's going to top that? That's... And we're going to go into that, too. You know what I mean? Because now the Super Bowl's in New Orleans, and I want to talk mm. about this in a sec, Speed. But who's going to top that? So I give that five limes, affinity limes, hands down. And, um, Speed, let me ask you this, man. The fact that it's in New Orleans, what Super Bowl, man? What artists you want to see, especially, you know, doing the Super Bowl halftime? Forget uh... the fact that it's in New Orleans, but New Orleans is a special place anyway. But what, what artists you like to see to grace that stage, man? Yeah, I mean, for me – when you think New Orleans currently right now, I think Lil Wayne, man. I, I you have to have Lil Wayne on there. I know, I know, like for that. That's for me one of like one of my OG rappers that I was listening to in, in my in my fun high school days. You know, so I uh, I definitely like to see Lil Wayne out there, man. I I don't think he. That's the thing. I don't think he could. He doesn't have the catalog that Usher has. He could just run through shit like that. Like he's got a big catalog. Yeah, really? it's it's not hit after hit after hit after hit like Usher. Usher is is so. Wait, you tell me that uh, you think Weezy's one of the greatest of all time? Weezy in, in his category. Little me, Wayne, Usher little, is no lie. I had this debate not too long ago with somebody, and I was like, "Yo, Little Wayne's on Jay Z's heels to me." Oh, really? Me, absolutely. The okay. verse, the the catalogs, the hits, the 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 the, the, the longevity. You get mm. what I'm saying? Like, like, bro, mm. Lil Wayne's up there to me. And you know okay. what? And you want with, and you want with Weezy F? I'm gonna go with someone different in New Orleans native, man. I'm gonna go with Master P. You know, we bad oh. about it. I would love to see Master P grace that stage. We're gonna talk about catalog, right? He had a yeah. nice little run too. I think yeah, he could go sure. through a few hits and etc. Not only Silk the Shock, Shock that could come out. He got like mystical and etc. I know he's going through some things, but you know I think he just has a good catalog to put on. But here's what I like to see: Young Money, I mean uh, Cash Money, Young Money, and also you know No Limit kind of merge that yes. together for the city of oh. New Orleans. I think okay. that'll be a special, special Super Bowl if we actually see something like that per se. So if you want to talk about Lil Wayne lacks the hits, then bring in Master no. P, bring in No Limit. Yeah, but, I would like but to Weezy, do, Weezy do got a compilation. Dude, yeah, yeah, he got a catalog. I agree, I agree. Maybe I misspoke, but it's not as as as. I'm about to say we about to have a session. Right it wasn't have to have to hit. It was yeah, yeah. We, me we about we'll to have this session after the show. We'll get out. We'll go, I'm gonna play you some Lil Wayne joints. You go like, I stand corrected. No, I listen. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Weezy. I I have. I just think, Weezy, I know, yeah. for me, Usher was was top notch. But listen, yeah, we're getting right. lost in the weeds here. We got a yeah. very special guest. Now we're gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna switch up the topics here. We're going to go full into New York motherfucking Rangers, people. And we have a great guest on to talk. So we're talking shop, baby. We're talking shop. We're having a great time here. Let me bring him in right now. Greg Kaplan, Greg what's going Kaplan. on? From Blue Shirts, We don't have to change topics. I can talk Lil Wayne halftime shows all day. Hey, what yo. I like to hear. No, we're going to yeah, get but, you in. You know what? Let yes. me say this, brother Craig. Welcome to the show. Welcome to New York Revival. We thank you for your time, my brother. We're going to throw you right into the wolves here. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna stick to this Super Bowl halftime show. It's in New Orleans next year, man. What's the one artist you want to see grace that mm. Super Bowl next year, man? Anyone? You Anyone know, I'm me? not. I'm really. I'm bad at it. I because I, I don't know any artists that are from New Orleans. Or yeah, okay. I have to look it up. That's fine. Um, with the recent trend, I mean, we had Rihanna last year, Usher mm -hmm. this year. Man, what's a good one? That I would just geek out for. Someone had a really right. good tweet. Someone had a great tweet during the Super Bowl halftime show itself, where they said uh, they're happy they're finally in the generation that these shows pander to, and I am one hundred percent in agreement. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm finally happy to be in the demographic that people give a crap about. Where we can <laughs> yes, we're there. I love from my we're childhood there. up there. Absolutely. Um, oh God. Uh, Imagine, imagine seeing like, like a, you know, like an Evanescence or like a, like a, like a Rough Riders. You know what I mean? Like, imagine seeing them well, like grace the Super Bowl. You know are we mean? past? Are we past the point where Jay Z could possibly do it? Like, is that? I would love to. We're, we're getting close. I feel like we're getting close. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, waiting for that right time. He's waiting for that right time to actually grace that stage. But I would he love to see him. He didn't do it at MetLife, so is he ever going right. to do it? Right, exactly. That was a that was a prime spot right there. That's a good yeah. question. I was cold, man. Maybe he didn't want to go outside. I get it. 
But you know, we got you on here, man. We got the Rangers, man. That's been pretty much red hot mm. one day, then they struggle in the next, then they find their, their lightning bolt again. So let's get down to it, man. Um, speed. What you Yo. got for uh, brother Craig? Yeah. Man? So all right, Greg. What we want to do to get it kicked off, we want to just get a lay of the land for the people, the, the casual fans, maybe fans that get, start getting uh, interested a little bit now. Um, What's your thoughts up at this point? 71 points, looking good in the standings. How are you feeling about the Rangers? Tell me why I'm feeling a little like there's a little bit something missing, right? For me, I don't know. Tell me what, what you're thinking, Greg, because it looks good. I'm, I'm still the – I don't know. Is something really missing? I'm, I'm not sure. It, it's tough yeah. because this is the upswing after the downswing, right? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they start the season 18-4, and four, red hot, everything's going great. Then they play under 500 hockey for the better part of six weeks. And now they've won, what is it, five in a row, four in a row, five, five in a row. row? Five in a row. It's, it's tough. I mean, if they play like they did last night against the Flames, things are going to be good and eating is going to be good for a while. And this is a team that still obviously has some holes. Um, Mika Zibanejad needs to figure it out. He's yes. primary concern number one for me. Igor seems to be rounding into shape at just the right time, uh, leading into the trade deadline, being able to establish a goalie pecking order with the Rangers is always important. Uh, but honestly, the problems are small, small potatoes. Yeah. To other teams, especially in the Metro, um, you know, the, even when things were bad, the thing Ryan, my co-host and I on Blue's Breakaway would do a ton is we'd ask people listening to compare our problems to the problems of teams yeah. we figured were going to be better than the Rangers this year. The Carolina Hurricanes don't have a goalie. It, it, it's not going well for them. And not only do the Devils not have a goalie, they have a lot more problems than the Rangers mm. do on a nightly basis. So our problems always felt kind of small potatoes and fixable from the inside, whereas both the Hurricanes and the Devils need significant outside additions in order to reach the levels we all expected them to reach this year. So the Rangers sitting at 71 points in first place in the Metro, second, I believe now second best record, at least second highest point total in the Eastern Conference, yeah, and it's up there. <laughs> yeah, and again, this is a team that before this five-game win streak was playing some of the worst hockey they've played all year. So <laughs> right. you you build the cushion at the beginning of the season to buoy yourself during the downtimes. Yeah, and with the trade deadline coming up, the Rangers have an addition they can make. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my issues with the Rangers are, in my eyes, pretty small. Uh, mm. They're all fixable. They're all improvable, and they're trending once again in the right direction. At the well, cost yeah. of the Knicks, I hate to say. Once well, again, the balance it, of MSG it, has struck. But it, it's so true. It's so true. And But it, it's the same thing that bothered the, the, the Rangers going into the All-Star break, right? Like, this team's petering out. It's just the injuries are mounting up. They see that light at the end of the tunnel, and they're not quite there yet. They just need to get to the All-Star break the next man. Like, that, that, but that's for another time. Um, <laughs> I so, this, if you don't yeah, my brother. Go ahead. What does the Rangers have to do at the deadline to solidify it? Or do you feel like they have the core there already that's already ready to go and make this big push in the playoffs? But do you feel like they need to do something at the deadline to kind of get them going a little bit more to get that spark? Well, the the concept of the core is interesting because I think the the players that are here are the ones that are going to determine whether the Rangers go deep in the playoffs right. or lose early. Whoever they, whoever they add at the deadline is – not going to be a foundational piece. It's not going to be someone that's going to be a Ranger for a very long time. It's not going to be anyone that, you know, is someone we think back on as having this long, brilliant Ranger tenure. Right. But uh, we've been talking about it on the show, what feels like every week for the last three, four weeks, and we're going to keep talking about it until the trade deadline comes. Right. Priority number one for the New York Rangers, they got to get Mika Zibanejad right. Yeah. And – Easiest way to get Mika Zibanejad right is to identify a right wing on the open market that you can play with Mika Zibanejad on the top line. Uh, everybody out there saying that the Rangers need a senator to replace Phil Edel. I, I get what you're saying. One, the prices are astronomical mm. for centers. There just aren't enough of them available. And right. part of that is, listen, if these bad teams had better centers, they wouldn't be bad. So they wouldn't sure. be looking to trade them. <laughs> sure. But like 
the difference between Adam Henrique and Johnny Brodzinski is not wide enough to justify the likely first round pick you would have to trade to get Henry. Yeah. Whereas, whereas with, with Zibet, the Rangers are playing well right now with Zibanejad skidding. So right. if you can fix Zibanejad, that's going to be a better improvement over any center you bring in to replace Johnny Brzezinski, who, by the way, yep. is playing really good hockey right now. 3C. 3C, baby. He's, he's, <laughs> been, he's been eating well at the deli. Yes. But, yes. you know, <laughs> as, much as, I, as much as I love Capococco, I will always go to bat for Capococco. Um, that line is better defensively than it is offensively. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that Zabanejad needs either a more natural facilitator or a sniper playing on his right-hand wing yeah. uh, to get him going. It, we, the best Zabanejad has looked in these last three, four years is when uh, Frank Vitrano was on his wing. And I'm not yep. saying the Rangers need to get Frank Vitrano, though I understand it. It wouldn't be bad, though. <laughs> him being under contract next year is complicated but yeah. it, you know it's something you can work around but to yeah. me the the easiest clearest upgrade the rangers need is they need to have someone in their lineup that can push blake wheeler down to yes. a more complementary role lower in the lineup uh and and have someone out there that can spin with Zibanejad. because mm. again not only do i not believe in the center market that's available it's it will cost you less to get a better player on the wing than it would to get an inferior player down the middle. So I'm, I'm firmly in the – I wasn't always in this camp. This is a recent uh, move for me, but I am firmly in the the best way to improve this team is to help Mika Zibanejad at all costs. And that yeah. to me is adding a right winger. Well, Johnny Broadway's, uh, you know, giving a little bit of a, he's cooled us down a little bit, right? He's, he's, it's not as urgent now with him doing what he's doing. And, uh, I, I don't know, like, is it, is it just as simple as get, get, uh, Zibby like going on the power play and that'll get the rest of his game rolling? Or, cause if he just did the power play stuff, that he, he would still be good enough, in my opinion. But like, he's, he's not even scoring there anymore. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It, it, it's tough. He's got, this is the worst case of the yips I've seen Zibanejad have yeah. in a long time. Um, I The power play right now just feels so oddly, I wouldn't say broken, but uh, in a rut. Yes. Because we've seen these five guys, they were the number one power Dominate. play for the first four months or three months of this season. They've been ultra reliable ever since uh, Quinn put them together many, many moons ago, three mm. coaches ago at this point. So we have plenty of data that says any power play unit that includes Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, and Artemi Panarin, and one of Ryan Strom and Vincent Trocek is one of the best three power play units in the league. Uh, this is an extended cold period for them. It is. There's no doubt about it. At the same time, you know, I do have confidence that a power play unit with those five guys yeah. – Figure yeah. it out. They're too yeah. good not to. Right. But to me, I don't know. It's tough because it when Zibanejad's in, in in a rut like this, it always feels like the power play starts tilting towards him, where they feel this this need to get him more involved. Got when it. really the thing that might be what gets the power play back going is to ice him out a little. Um, the key to Zibanejad is always to get him hot at five v five. And then he yeah. carries that confidence back to the power play. Mm. Uh, and right now, it's just not coming easy for him. <laughs> right, it, right. It doesn't mean it won't, you know, turn around in the future. I'm not a doomsday kind of guy. I, I'm not saying the end is nigh with Mika Zibanejad. I'm simply saying the fact that right now, he's struggling. And yeah. they got to do something to get him out of this funk. And they've, they've tried it just about everything with the players they have on yeah. this roster short of moving will cooley up there but yeah, that's not gonna happen it's, it, it's a, <laughs> but that's not cooley's game right like, right <laughs> i'm enjoying everything will cooley is doing in the role that he's playing i'm of Don't the mindset him. let him thrive where he is and yep. we can have a conversation about moving him up or down the lineup after next season but let him get a full season under his feet and let him feel like he belongs and he's confident and he's playing the role he's designed to play and then give him more responsibility. Right. I just, right. 
I don't see it. To me, it's there are too many right wingers available that are really good. Um, well, that's what it is. It, yeah. it seems like that right wing rescore helps the power play too. It helps Zibby on five on five. It, it 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 crosses off a lot of boxes. So get that done. Get that done, Jerry. Right? Like that, I think that that's that's the key here. Uh, before we get to the next point, we got a precious who's one oh. of our, our good fans. The weekly precious. She she's always always shouting us out. We love her. She keeps the uh, the the lights on her over here. So we have to shout her out, Greg. Let me ask you this, man, because I know we're going through the, through the whole thing here as far as what they can improve on. But the real funny question, but do you think Panarin really has a shot at the heart, man? Do you really think, man, because he's playing some, some pretty good hockey in some cases, right? I I would always like to say yes. Uh, it's more like, come on, we're, we all get to see what Jalen Brunson does on a daily basis. Yeah. How fun <laughs> is it to watch someone that's top five in the league tear it up in New York City. It's, nothing beats it. Uh, I Sadly, I don't see it with Panarin. Uh, the, the the hockey Nathan McKinnon is playing this year is, is yeah. outrageous. It, like, <laughs> I, I get that it happens in Colorado, so it happens while a lot of us aren't watching, but he is having the special of special seasons. It is truly <laughs> remarkable. And then you go down the list, like, you know, it's like with baseball. You, you roll out of bed and Mike Trout's an MVP candidate. You roll out... Connor Mc, it's Connor McDavid's award to lose every year. Mm-hmm. He's the best player in hockey. He does things none of us have ever seen or will ever see again. Uh, and then, you know, another thing working against Panarin is Sidney Crosby's having a hell of a year, and he's 36 mm-hmm. years old, and you get the nostalgia factor with some of these older stars. So those that right there, those year. are probably your three heart finalists if the season. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It, it you know it doesn't help that Panarin not too cooled off a bit. His ball is cooled off a bit in terms of point pace, but yeah, the the story is there for Crosby. McKinnon's been the best player in the world this year, and there's always Connor McDavid. So I I, I yeah. can't put Panarin ahead of any of those three. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that uh, cool. I, I all right. So on to another uh, important player. Is Igor back? Is he? Is this? This is he's got to be back. Is it? Can he be back? Is he back? Well, I mean, I, they need him to be back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if if Zibanejad is going to keep struggling the way he is, they can't afford to play a right. below-average goaltender, which at points this season, Igor Shosturkin has been. Very few mm-hmm. things get a player quite as right as pitching a shutout. I don't care who the opponent is. Uh, the Max. Flames aren't an awful team, even though they weren't great shakes last night. But Igor was plenty tested. Rose to the occasion, played quite well, got the shutout under the belt. It's a confidence game with yes. goalies, you know, just like it's a confidence game with quarterbacks sometimes. Uh, if if the goalie feels good about himself, he's simply going to play better. And Igor Shosturkin is one of the best goalies in the world. He's been in a crazy slump, but he's mm-hmm. looked a lot better coming out of the All-Star break. So if anything, he's trending in the right direction if he's not quite back yet. Yeah, Benoit Allaire, man. I swear to God, I don't know what it is. He gets he gets everybody going. Uh, and I found it uh, pretty cool. Uh, not cool. Uh, you know, Lunkers went, went through something like this back when Ronto was a goalie. And he sat like four games, cleared his head. Benny got, got with him. You know, they co- coached whatever you need to coach up. And he was back on his game again. So I guess that's the hope. Like, you know, they figured out what it is. And mostly it's just a mental reset, probably, right? That's yeah, what and, you know, the Larry Brooks had the Ronto example. But you could also, like, Hank got hurt and Cam Talbot went on that magical yeah. run that he went on and yeah. Hank came back and was Hank. Yeah. Special, special goalies are able to do special things. And I'm not ever going to put Igor on the Hank level, but he is a top five goalie in this league. And he's yeah. got the number one coach to help him through these ruts. So yeah, true. It, it was always hard for me to be truly concerned about Igor Shesterkin just because we've seen it and we know who he's working with. It, Took longer than I expected, but mm. we're you know they're progressing. There, there's yeah. they they beat the, they shut the flames out last night. Like it, I'm, yeah. tonight is a good night to be like, yeah, I think things are going in the right direction. I feel you. I feel you absolutely on that. Uh, all right, bigger question here: Are you going to the outdoor game? Is, is, is Blue Shirts Breakaway being represented at this game? Does it matter to you? Does the game matter to you at all? Well, I hear your thoughts on this. Am I going? No. Um, okay. I didn't go to the City Field game, and and you're a Met fan, so I've heard, I'm a diehard <laughs> Met fan. I think I was living in Georgia at the time, 
So mm. it would have been hard for me to fly up and do it. Makes sense. You know, I've heard all the horror stories about how freezing cold it was. To me, if I'm I just I personally think football stadiums are too big for Fair. these games. I just Fair. you know, I, I guess yeah. saying you were there, I just baseball stadiums, they provide such fun angles and different mm-hmm. viewpoints that mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect. Where I wish they kept doing these at City Field or uh, the new Yankee Stadium, what have you. Um, that makes sense. Is, is it a big deal? I mean, you guys tell me. I don't think it is. I, yeah. It, I it's lost its luster. Yeah. I don't know. I've always had a problem with uh, the uh, Winter Classic as a whole, just because I just mm. think it's on the wrong day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, fair. like this is this is a, a point that I've always had with uh with the winter classic. Listen, college football won New Year's Day. You, yes. you just have to admit to them. it's it's their day. That is right. their bull day. You let them have New Year's Day. You're not gonna mm-hmm. compete with football. I don't care if it's the NFL or college. Nice. So nice. to me, the winter classic, they need to find a different day for it. I've never been able to figure out what day that what is. Day. Right. Um you yeah. can have a random day, like day in January, but I guess it doesn't have that same cachet, you know. But it, it's that's tough. The, the lazy and the annoying thing about the NHL is like you if you pick a day, you make it. Like yeah, make it your day. Nobody, sure. nobody has nobody to my knowledge has claimed President's Day, and we are a Thank league you. that makes a big deal about the president's trophy. So why don't right. we have oh, hey. a winter classic on President's Day when there's we're all off from work. We're all not doing shit. There's no football. Uh, that is around the time of the NBA All-Star break. So you don't have competition from the NBA. You don't have competition from the NFL. It's too early for us to give too much of a shit. Sorry, I don't know. Yes. No, no, let it fly. Let, let it fly. <laughs> it's too early for us to care about spring training. It is the, yes. It's after Valentine's Day, so you don't got to worry about anyone picking favorites. Why isn't the Winter Classic played in the middle of February yeah. on a day that is named after your one of your important trophies? I, hey. I, I've just never understood it. E, you hear that? Get Batman on the phone. We're going to get Batman on the phone. We're going to pass this down. I'm going to write a fucking letter or something. <laughs> I like it. Let's I like it where it heads at. <laughs> now, you know what? Prediction time, man. You know, the Rangers, man. I'm hoping for the cup, right? That's my prediction. I'm like, couple Always. bucks, Always all right? That's, that's, that's just yeah. me. That's just me. That's just me. Have but you guys enjoyed time. that uh, Stanley Cup now means something different? Did, have you noticed this? What, I, what, are, what, are these, what are these things that appear at Starbucks that I have to care about? I, I You know what? Oh. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking joke. My, wow. my wife has one. She went crazy for these things, man. I'm like, no, I want the real. Where did they, where did they come from? It's just a water open. bottle, right? Am I losing my mind? Like, it, it, it's just a container that holds liquid? That's, That's it. all it is. That's it. And it, it, you know what it is? It went viral because a, a person's car caught on fire, um, and and the and Stanley lasted, Cup lasted, lasted it. in there. So now, That's, isn't mean, that morbid as shit? <laughs> it's crazy. So the, the Stanley company paid for the uh, the person's car, and then it blew up after that. The cups are like thirty, forty dollars a cup or something like that. I it's bought crazy. one for my wife this fucking Christmas. So I, <laughs> I know, I know. She wants a million of these things. I, just, I, I listen. I grew up in an Nalgene era where if you didn't have a Nalgene, you were a nobody. I get it. <laughs> it's all cyclical. But, yeah, man, you Google search yeah. Stanley Cup and the results are hilarious. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's That's where we at, man. Like hockey. Anyway. Eddie, let, let's, that's trophy in sports. Let's get, let's it, it, it ain't even close, though. Because that's upsetting. That's upsetting, right? Like, you, come on. That's upsetting. Stanley freaking Cups. But anyway, Joke. prediction, man. Prediction time. Rangers taking it all away. Or where do you have it ended? Where do you have oh, it ended? We have not I always feel uncomfortable giving a straight prediction because yeah, you know, it, it especially with hockey, it's tough. You get the hot goalie, anything's possible. We've seen it hundreds of times. Right. Uh, but here's how I'll rank it in terms of how upset will I be if X doesn't happen. If mm-hmm. the Rangers lose again in the first round, I don't think Chris Jury will survive. Um, yeah. I and I say that as a Card-carrying member of the Chris Jury is great bandwagon. <laughs> wow. like, that man, he's made one mistake, maybe two, in his mm-hmm. tenure. But we all know James Dolan. Um, the stakes are higher. This is Drury's second coach. If the Rangers lose again in the first round after the season they're having, I don't think Drury survives. Uh, yeah. If they lose in the second yeah. round... So in this scenario, I think the Rangers are winning the Metro. 
I'd expect them to beat any wild card team, which will likely come from the Atlantic, which then means the Rangers would have to beat either the Hurricanes or God, the Islanders. The Rangers should be able to beat either one, any of those three teams. Yeah. So if you're asking me, I would say anything short of a conference finals appearance would feel a little bit like a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's fair. First round exit, unacceptable. Second round exit, a disappointment. An exit in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's so great. Okay. Depends, <laughs> depends on the team you're playing, but I can at least justify, hey, we were in the Final Four. Uh, mm-hmm. We're trending once again in the right direction. We're heading we're, – we're on our way. Uh, yeah. and, and then any result where the Rangers are in a final, whether they win or lose, I yeah, think the Rangers matter. are your Eastern Conference champions. You have to call the season successful. You, you, you that, do. That's uh, fair. That's fair. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see a scenario in which the Rangers, if they win the Metro, um, if they don't make an Eastern Conference final, it's gonna, it's not going to feel good. It, it'll yeah. feel like something went wrong. Well, like you you mentioned it too, like the East. There's not a lot of teams where you can't see the the Rangers being the better, the favorite team in that series, whatever it is, other than Boston at that point. Like, well, I don't, I don't especially really know. especially in the Met, the Metro's been so unexpectedly mediocre this year. Mid, they call it mid. The kids now. Mid. Mid. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for me to see a scenario where, as long as they don't have a serious injury to a Fox or a Panarin or an right. Igmore, um, it's hard for me to see a scenario where I'd feel like the Rangers would not be the better team. Mm. I can see those scenarios against the Bruins. I mean, the Lightning are always a pain in the ass, and that's always a nasty yeah. series. Um, even the Maple Leafs, like if the Maple Leafs make an Eastern Conference final and it's against the Rangers, we're all going to have a bad time. Just in terms right. of <laughs> exactly. all of Canada is going to be uh, with them, and it's going to be annoying as all hell. Uh, but yeah, I I don't see a Metro team that's going to be better than them. I just don't. I I, I feel you. I feel you on that. And that's and, a, that's a I'll take that prediction. I, I think it's a solid one. I agree. And before you get out of here, you know you're a diehard Mets fan, mm-hmm. Mets fan, whatever the case is, man. Right now we're doing off season predictions. We're gonna throw you in the fire. I told you today. We're gonna throw mm. you in the fire. All right, off season predictions. First off. How did you feel this offseason went, and what do you see the Mets going as far as in the future when the season starts? Uh, you know, you knew it was going to be a step back offseason. Yep. Um, it was Yamamoto or bust, and they came up bust. Nothing I can do about that. It's not like Steve didn't offer him the most money, so I can't be angry about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a Snell guy, had no interest. Montgomery, I wouldn't want to go six years on him. Don't really have interest there. The pitching, the starting pitching is going to be tough. I don't think there's any other way to describe (laughs) it. Like, they're number three. You are, as listen, I am a Met fan, but I have seen more Luis Severino starts than I can count. And if I'm (laughs) counting on him being my number three starter, I promise you, I'm not going to have a good time, mostly because he's not going to be there to be my number Mm -hmm. three starter. Uh, I think last I saw their over under on on most sites was either 82 and a half or 83 and a half. That feels I right. Think with as <laughs> underwhelming as a winner they had, it will surprise you to hear that I think they will comfortably go over. Ooh, uh, comfortably. Here, well, here's okay. the thing. Like, I get it. They didn't have a great offseason. This is still a really deep and good lineup. They are yeah. going to score runs. And even the parts of the lineup that I'm not 100% certain about, specifically Brett Beatty, who mm-hmm. I can't stand, uh, <laughs> and Harrison Bader, the Mets have young players they've acquired in recent years that are should be ready to go by the middle of the summer. Where mm-hmm. if Beatty stinks, they can play McNeil at third and call up Luis on Helicuna. And if Harrison mm-hmm. Bader gets hurt, they can move Brandon Nimmo back to center field and call up Drew Gilbert. Uh, they right. have internal options with high upside where no matter what, this is a lineup that should score runs. You know, Fair. Starling Marte is still the sixth best hitter in this lineup. If he's yeah. healthy, that's a phenomenal sixth best hitter. It's still Pete Alonso, who they're not trading. It's still Francisco mm. Lindor. It's still mm. Brandon Nimmo. You have a full season of Francisco Alvarez. Yeah, this is a good lineup. Jeff McNeil is two years removed from a batting title. Scoring runs uh, yeah. can be a problem. They get Edwin Diaz you. back, so the back end of the bullpen is better. 
I'm still have a lot of questions about how games are going to go in the first seven innings, <laughs> pitching wise. Especially yeah, yeah, right. Senga isn't pitching. I get him there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Sanga's going to give you a start every fifth day. Quintana's mm-hmm. going to give you a start every fifth day. I don't know what the hell you're getting from Sean Manaya. <laughs> I have no idea what an Adrian Hauser is. Yeah. Uh, Luis Severino will be there for half a season, but mm-hmm. the Mets also may have some young pitching that is at least intriguing. Like we're going to see Mike Vassell this year. We're probably going to see yeah. Blade Tidwell this year, who has a top tier name. Uh, <laughs> Christian Scott yes. is, a, is nice. a helium prospect right now on the rise. Mm-hmm. They have options. I, it's not going to be sexy, but honestly, you know, the teams Met fans rally around the most are the ugly, gross kind of not pretty, gritty, gritty baseball. Yeah, team. we yeah. love it. Like 20 outside of Jacob deGrom in uh, August of 2019, that was a yeah, right, right. It was a lot of JD Davis just doing (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think this team goes over. You know, the Braves are going to win the division. The Phillies are going to get the 90 games. The Nationals are still bad. The Marlins are still the only major league team to not sign a player. To a major league free agent contract this winter, huh. the Oakland A's have Untucked. signed back to major league free agent contracts. Shit. The Marlins haven't. I don't know what their game plan is. They're going to be bad again. The third best team in the National League East should be capable of winning 84, mm. 85 games, and that's the fair. Mets are more than capable of being the third best team in the National League East with the lineup that they have. Uh, hey, you talk like, some some positivity to me. I'm a glass half full guy. But I like your style right now. You, right. you know what's funny is I'm usually not the positive one. I'm <laughs> Does it feel MC good? Like it feel good? <laughs> Forget about it. But yeah, I don't know. Met fans that are all doom and gloom, like here. The, Viento's over Vogelbach too. It's an instant upgrade, if nothing else, for power. Power alone, like you know, he'll 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 hit about fifteen to twenty more homers than well, Vogelbach. I mean, the, the the Met fans out there that want them to sign a DH, we at some point need to get a Mark Viento's answer. And the yeah. only way you're going to get an answer on what Mark Vientos could be or will be is if you give him 300 at-bats. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. J.D. Martinez is a nice, intriguing option. I need to know – the Mets want to be good in 2025. They're going to yeah. spend money again. The free agent starting class is – Bonkers. Filled to the <laughs> Yes. So yeah. They're going to sign a pitcher for big money. And before I get to 2025, when I fully expect the Mets to be one of the four teams with an honest-to-God shot at winning a World Series, I need to know if Mark Vientos is a guy that I can have on that team. So if if I can – with again, Vientos is like the eighth or ninth most important player in this Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the perfect year for me to figure out what the hell I have with this young player. If I can answer that question and take – you know, instead of winning 90 games, I win 85 games – Good. I at least yeah. know what the yeah. answer is for yeah. me long term. Facts, facts. Hey, listen. Yeah, if anybody, if anybody could pick up the 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 you know hearts and and soul of of the Mets, you just did that right now. And I, <laughs> I, trust I, me, I, we do appreciate that, brother Craig, man. Craig Kaplan, guys. Big. I'm sorry, my book, blue shirts. Breakaway, man. Just tell them where they can find you. And, of course, plug your pod before you get out of here, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, you know, Ryan's at casino night tonight. So he's – Son he's, of a bitch. He's schmoozing <laughs> with all the all the big wigs and, uh, and the suits. Listen, I told him – I was like, guys, I can't do casino night. I got to talk to my guys. Every Tuesday morning, we drop a new podcast. We've been doing it for – geez, this is year nine now uh been going strong it uh, boy who who would have thunk it is my whole hey, thing love um it. you can follow us on twitter i'm at blue shirts break ryan is oh ryan mead if you like the show we're on patreon we drop bonus episodes at least once a week uh i also do a bunch of bonus episodes like i do a gambling show where if people listen to it i was preaching the chorus of Joan Jennings all week. Oh, I made so much money on the Super Bowl betting Joan Jennings. He was plus 750 anytime touchdown. He was plus money on over one and a half receptions. He was only 14 and a half for his over under on yards. I just said all my worst desires being like, this is going to be a Joan Jennings game. Let's thank go. God New York Big doesn't time. let you thank God New York doesn't let you bet MVP 
because I would have bet Juwan Jennings MVP. <laughs> and if the Niners won that game, you might you know have won the MVP. Juwan Jennings, like if you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. Must have been heartbroken at the end of that game Absolutely. right there. Well, man. I'm listening. Again, I'm happy the New York State and Kathy Hochul doesn't let me do that. That that is. <laughs> I, I, I thank her because I I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. I'd be yeah. in a grave somewhere. Just <laughs> uh, but yeah, follow follow us on Twitter. Follow us on awesome. Patreon. Our Discord is bumping. Uh, it, it's a really fun place for Ranger fans to get off Twitter and talk to each other. So it, it, it's nice That's to have. Um, yeah, it, li listen to the show and. Playoff time, we ramp up. We do a show after every game. Um, so you get to ride the emotions with us. I remember game six last year, I had to go to a wedding. Uh, so the Rangers beat the Devils to force a game seven. It's one of the drunkest nights of my life, and I had a podcast with Ryan immediately uh, afterwards. Let's uh, go. If you ever need a laugh, you can go back and listen to it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was there, In that podcast, there was a moment where I was trying to tell Ryan a story from the wedding, and I just remember being like, no, nah, it's too many words. I'm done. And <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, of course, this is brother Greg Kaplan of Blue Shirts Breakaway. Please go follow him, everything that he's there. And we do appreciate your time, my brother. Thank you so Love much you for guys. stopping by. Missing Casino Night. We do appreciate you. Hey, appreciate <laughs> you <the next laughs> one. seriously, just let me know when you need me back. I'm happy to come on. Appreciate, appreciate you, my dude. So Hopefully much, we brother. got some good, good stuff to talk about in the next couple of weeks. Ho we yes, hope. Sir. <laughs> Have a good one, See you on next All right, Greg. Peace. Later. Man, awesome, man. Greg, full of knowledge, yeah. full of everything when it comes to the Rangers. Not only that, man, you can see his passion around the Mets as well. I mean, you know, even though I'm a Yankees. He's, he's a sports guy. He's a sports guy. Sports guy, sports hey, guy, speaking man. Sports he's guys. living a dream, man. Living out dream. sports guys, we got Tuto. We got Tuto. He Tuto. came in. Tuto. Got him in here. Tuto. Massive salutes and respects to my crew and fam. And all diehard Giants fans in America, and please slap all them boys loses again. And we say, forget about it. Forget about it, Arizona. Forget about it. Speed, I want to talk about a couple things, man. Um, first things first, man. You know, during that Usher halftime, we didn't get through this, man. You know, the internet went crazy. They going crazy. This Alicia Keys and Usher hugging, man. I'm just letting you know. Does that look wild to you? I'm just listening, man. Let me tell you something, man. Usher's the new Mr. Steal Your Girl, all right? Yeah, I'm afraid of Usher. Listen, man, I know he got married and all, so I know this is all for entertainment, and we're just laughing at the moment. <laughs> but, boy, he know how to put on a damn show. Because yeah. he looked like, he looked like for a second, like, oh, man, he going to take Alicia Keys from Swiss. Some history. Oh, he going to take Alicia Keys from Swizzy. Yeah. Oh, my boy. goodness. Yeah. It was, I said, I was, like, thinking to myself, I was just like, man, it, it, he's just too smooth. He's too smooth for his own good. It's like you couldn't trust. You're right. You can't trust a girl around him. Nobody. I can, you can barely trust some guys around him. Who knows? Usher is. Usher's got that. He's got that like suave. Him. He's got that suave about him that like I wouldn't even go bring the girl, my girlfriend, near. Like just stay away. Stay I, away. I, no, 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 no. But Wait, hold on. Yeah, let me, let me I say this before I get out of here, man. There. And we're, and we're gonna end this just like this. And this is gonna be a yes or a no in chat. Get in here. Nick's talk real quick. Was that a foul? Was that a foul? Yes. Was that no, a foul? no, 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 it wasn't foul. That was a the, one of the worst calls. And I've I've played basketball my whole life. I've never seen a call that late in the game so egregiously bad. Like if that that same that same contact happened in a paint five five uh, five inches away from the, from the rim, that should have still not been called a foul. Let alone a death. Gotta play that out from like, thirty five feet. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? And I, listen, I'm, I'm a newly minted Knicks fan. You know that. I've just, just, just yeah, yeah. on board. I was irate. I was irate. I, I could not believe that a game that was so good was decided on such a bullshit fucking call, 35 feet from the fucking hoop. No, that's that was, unbelievable. It was. It's Vegas calling. Yeah, somebody gotta but, somebody's got to investigate that motherfucker. We got to call that right there. That and, was the worst officiating since the I've NBA. Seen the, NFL. the NBA immediately the like they 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 shit on him. They're like, no, that was that wasn't a foul. How many travels did they miss? How many fouls on Brunson did they miss? Like I, uh, go off me. What do you think, man? I don't know. I mean, I think we're on the same page here, right? No, we're on the same page, man. Before we wrap it up. You know, to have a game decided by officials, it's always a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Fucking bullshit. Always. 
like at the final minutes, especially in the NBA, they kind of let them boys play it out unless it's like a real egregious foul, whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's it's one on one, one on one basketball. Yeah, that was just that was just ticky tacky. I like that. I don't know, man. I, and again, to have officiating pretty much decide the game, it just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And knowing how red hot the Knicks are right now, it's just like, really, man? Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And they call that bullshit call. Come on, what are we doing? Like, you the, can't do I, that. I don't expect that anymore from the NBA. Like, I thought the NBA cleaned that up a lot. You know what uh, I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, that I guess so. You know what I mean? I thought they cleaned that, not to say a lot, but I thought they cleaned it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Since the whole gambling thing with the other guy, they got like a 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they cleaned it up pretty much. You get what I'm saying? But I'm just like, yo, like, come on. And again, I'm not saying none of the refs are gambling. I'm just not. It's just like certain things you It was so egregious. You got Yeah, you got (laughs) to let they, like, at that moment, you got to let it play out. You have to. Not to mention, not to mention, Brunson just hit a a massive shot in the last play. You don't call fouls on star players to begin with. You don't no, even call you no. like if it was a, a that, that shows person, you they don't respect them as the star. Yeah, <sighs> maybe not. Maybe yeah. that's a bigger issue. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like everyone thinks that Jalen Brunson is the star. Was he is a New York, star. Something. I mean, all Knicks fans will probably agree. At least I hope they will agree, agree with this I right think, now. I think looking you, at yeah. him, he's a star. Like I understand. Like you know, he, he, people are saying, "Oh, he has so much more to do. He just wasn't that guy on his previous team." Whoever. Can, no, he's a star here. He is that and guy. And he's living up to the reputation of one. So you need to give him that respect. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Speed. Like, or star players, they just don't make those stupid, idiotic calls, in my opinion. That, they let it play so out. So many levels. So many and, levels. Know, and of, he, was still, yeah. he was still a professional. He was still a professional. He was like, that was the right call. That was the right uh, call. Still a professional. What, uh, you, you, uh, just admit. admit. To, oh, we talk about Brunson at the end? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, he's... You know, whatever he's been, everything the Knicks could have imagined and more. Um, but like, there's so many levels to how bad that fucking call was that it, it it made me, you know, lose my mind. But like we said, Knicks need the All Star break right now. They're 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 you know, they're just out of gas. And then fucking DiVincenzo injures his hamstring. I I hope to God yeah. that's not that bad, man, because that's a guy that can't afford to lose. And you know, a lot of people are getting Anyone on tips. At this point. Yeah, they get they're getting on tips for for playing his his start is way too much. You know, it's this team doesn't need to be good now. The East is not that good. They need to be good in in a month and a half. That's when you that you need to be. Everybody's got to be healthy coming back in March. You know, and that's that's what you need. So don't fucking blow it now because you want the second seed. Just just go at it. And and be smart, you know. And I hope he doesn't burn these people out before it's too early. I agree. And guys, man, this is the show. We thank you for stopping by, supporting us as usual. Uh, we're trying to do a little more off season, man. Of course, we're gonna start doing other things in off season, guys. Of course, I'll be recording my podcast very soon as well on the Revival Entertainment. You guys should be seeing that very shortly. Um, and yeah, man. On behalf of my brother, man, Mr. Glass, half full of nets. Speak if you nasty now. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> and on behalf of my brother El Jefe, which he's not here, is your boy. We love you. We love you, brother. We love you. Heal up. It's your boy Eli Rex, aka Vibe. Shout out to the revivalists in the chat. Please hit that thumbs up, share, and subscribe. We do appreciate all the support. You guys have a great night. Peace and blessings. Eli Rex, El Jefe, Mr. Glass Half Full, the Revival. Yes, sir.